recognized that melody or part of that medley of melodies, a traditional Ukrainian folk song called Peyamo, which means let's drink, sort of. <laughs> and uh, also, of course, Dave Rubeck's classic Take 5, and that was performed by a group called Troyazilia, which stands for three, or translates rather as three herbs, and it is an experimental offshoot of a group called the Cherry Band, and they do some very experimental stuff, including what you just heard, this wonderful medley of PMO and Take 5. Vitaio vas vsih, dorihi radio sukhichi, na radio peredaču, na šholos radio krinskoho korenja. Z vame pa vidimo kori, djakujuš, čorišale, prvute zimnoju, nastupnu hodenu. Hello there and welcome to Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. I'm your host, Paula Demchik Makori, Pokrinske Pavlina, and I am delighted to have you with me. We've got a great program lined up for you. We have some news for you, courtesy Ukraine Today as well, a film review of a film that sheds some new light on the Holocaust, as well our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music. And we're going to get right back to that right now. And we've got uh, a group, a song right now now by a group that I have no idea what their name is or who they are or even how I acquired this track but it is delightful so I'm sharing it with you now it is called Kupimet Cherevechke Buy Me Boots <laughs> Hey, 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 hey,
Thanks to the foresight and generosity of its donors, the Taras Shevchenko Foundation has been investing in the future of the Ukrainian-Canadian community for over 50 years. Since 1963, the Taras Shevchenko Foundation has been funding initiatives that strengthen our Ukrainian-Canadian identity and enhance our Ukrainian-Canadian cultural heritage. These include fine and performing arts and arts groups, museums, cultural centers, education, as well as authors, journalists, and the Ukrainian-Canadian media, including this program. The Foundation strives to become the premier not-for-profit foundation in a Canada which acknowledges the Ukrainian-Canadian community as a fundamental component of Canadian society. Nash Hollis listeners are encouraged to support this vision through continued donations into the future. To apply for grants, make a donation, or for more information, visit ShochenkoFoundation.com. Let's 
Toronto, Ontario, that was Dunai from their first CD, Obkrujeljasvit, which means I Search the World, and that song was Desenyhore, Blue Mountains. Up next, Bogdan Kovalchin from Ukraine and a much more recent release. This is called Boh Biljetebe, which means God is near you. Руками уламки, заклеєні очі сльозами, ще крок до свободи, до слави, ще миті загоються рани, розриви у хмарах повисли, і чути, як смерть пролітає, та серце ще б'ється навмисне. Повірить у тебе, бо знає Бог біля тебе сонцем У небі світлом в твоїх очах Силою волі рухайся далі В цей непрозорий час Над степом здригаються хмари І падають градом додолу Степу летять бетери, зриваючи даль невідому, і чорне обличчя з-під казки, у небо свій зір підіймає, та серце ще б'ється насправді, повірить у тебе, бо знає Бог біля тебе сонце. Небі світлом в твоїх очах, силою волі рухайся далі в цей непрозорий час. Бог біля тебе сонцем у небі світлом в твоїх руках, силою волі рухайся далі в цей непрозорий час. Набилося крові І порогу дим остигає Позаду шляхи невідомі Попереду тих, що немає Замокла під пальцями зброя Героя, що вже не вернеться Та ти неупинно йдеш далі Сам не здає, не здається Ukraine's rich Jewish heritage, then and now, brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter based in Toronto, Ontario. Welcome to Ukrainian Jewish Heritage on Nash Polis Ukrainian Roots Radio. I'm Peter Baker. It's never too late to have a happy childhood. An astonishing new film called Shimon's Returns proves the point 
in a sometimes provocative but always heartwarming manner. The documentary, directed by Slavomir Grunberg and Katka Reshke, tells the story of the now-retired Israeli history professor Shimon Redlich. In the film, Shimon takes some of his Israeli cousins on a trip, a trip back into his childhood, a trip back to the villages, towns, and cities of western Ukraine and Poland. A Holocaust survivor, Shimon shows the hiding places and the people who saved not only his remarkable childhood, but also his life. There is no question that my happy childhood years had a strong effect on my whole outlook, says Shimon in the film's narration. These years make me strong and feel good until this very day. Shimon was born into a middle-class family in Lviv before the war, and for the first 10 years of his life, he lived in the town of Berzhane, about 90 kilometers from Lviv. Most of Shimon's family did not survive the war. His father's remains are located somewhere in a mass grave, whose uncertain location in a grassy field Shimon visits in a heart-rending scene in the film. But Shimon survives the first period of great danger hidden in an attic in Verojane's ghetto. I was able to see the church through a small hole, he narrates. I remember looking out into the marketplace very nearby. And I saw people walking but I was removed from them by light years. I was living in a completely different world. A Polish father and his son, Stanislav and Karol Kodonyi, supplied at great risk packets of food to the attic. But when the danger became too great, it was time to move. Shimon was sent to Paradise, which is what Rai, the name of a nearby village, means in Ukrainian. And there he found refuge with a Ukrainian peasant woman named Tanka Konsevich and her two small children. The Nazis had taken away Tanka's husband for slave labor in Germany. Tanka's nine-year-old daughter, Anya, proved to be especially crucial to Shimon's story. And in the film, the now elderly Anya recounts the harrowing story. One day, two German soldiers suddenly showed up. Anya's mother was not around, and the soldiers were about to stumble into Shimon's hiding place. But Anya proved to be very bold and clever in the face of dire circumstances. In light of her bravery, little Anya received recognition as a righteous Gentile from Israel's Yad Vashem, despite the usual rules reserving this recognition to those 12 years old or older. Shimon underlines that the rescue of Jews by Ukrainians is a very important issue. Shimon has been working for years to have Israel's Yad Vashem recognize Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church Metropolitan Andriy Sheptitsky as a righteous Gentile. One segment of the film features an interview with the frail and elderly nun Sister Hezantia, one of the oldest surviving witnesses of how Sheptitsky saved nearly 150 Jews through a network of monasteries and churches. For the charismatic and fearless Shimon, Daily life should embrace laughter and good cheer. He approaches total strangers on the streets of Ukraine and Poland for conversation and even impromptu dancing. And this approach provides several striking scenes, including one where he talks to a group of men wearing German SS uniforms. The encounter provides an unexpected insight into how the demons of history are viewed by not only survivors, but also by a contemporary generation. I always try to find the oldest person who lives there, recalls Shimon. Someone who perhaps remembers something. From time to time, I like to stop people on the street and start a conversation. To me, it's not enough at all to check archival documents and read newspapers. A very important part in research and writing history is the human touch. In other words, meeting with real people who went through these times and events. After his dramatic Ukrainian childhood, Shimon spent several years in Poland. He then left for a new life in Israel in 1950. He frankly admits the general image of Ukrainians and Poles in Israel is negative. But in his public lectures to Israeli audiences, Shimon presents what he feels is his most compelling argument. If not for a family from Berzhane, he says, I wouldn't be sitting here talking. I was not only not delivered by the Ukrainians and Poles to the Nazis, but I was saved by them.
This has been Ukrainian Jewish Heritage on Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio. The film Shimon's Returns, partially sponsored by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter, will be screened at the youth conference during the 75th anniversary commemoration of Babin Yar in Kiev in September. From San Francisco, I'm Peter Baker. Until next time, Shalom. Ukrainian Jewish Heritage is brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter, based in Toronto, Ontario. To find out more about their work, visit their website and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Transcripts and audio files of this and earlier broadcasts of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage are available at their website, ukrainianjewishencounter.org, as well as at the Nasholos website, www.nasholos.com.
Irena Karpa, Yulia Bohuslavka, and the ensemble Pravitsya from Ukraine, and a song called Vdova, which translates as Widow. And given the title, whether or not you can understand all of the lyrics, the melody pretty much tells the story. Vyslouchejte radio predáču náš holos radio ukrínského koríňa na bohatomovní radiostanci AM 1320 umístí Vancouveri. Hovorit Pavlina. You're listening to Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. I'm your host, Pavlina. Now, the latest news stories from Ukraine, courtesy Ukraine's first international English news channel, Ukraine Today. Sniper groups, rocket-propelled grenades and machine guns. This is how the ceasefire looks in the eyes and brains of the self-proclaimed separatist republics. Over 50 shellings were fixed at Ukrainian positions overnight along the whole of the length of the front line. In Mirenka, Russian-backed forces tried to make an advance. The militants used lots of heavy weaponry prohibited by the Minsk agreements. In the Lugansk sector, militants used infantry fighting vehicles and sniper groups. In the Mariupol sector, Russian proxies used infantry fighting vehicles and snipers as well. At approximately 2300 hours, Kiev time, militants started firing 120mm mortars. Ukrainian army reports about at least 15 wounded servicemen during the last 24 hours. In the past 24 hours, three soldiers were killed, 15 more were wounded, each having different types of injuries. As TSN news agency reports, militant forces have intensified firing along the whole front line. They used cannon and mortar shells originating from occupied Donetsk and Yasinovate. In the area of Mariupol, the combined Russian separatist forces used Ben 122mm artillery. The military predict the intensification of shelling and the renewal of fierce fighting in the next few days. They say the tendency is comparable to last year's. It is quiet during first days of autumn. Then they start shelling. After that, everything goes back to constant attacks. New shellings in eastern Ukraine. After a relatively quiet day, Russian-backed forces renewed their activity. In Donetsk region, a residential area of Verkhnyo-Toretsky, two locals were injured from mortar splinters. Now both are in hospital in the intensive care unit. According to ATO headquarters, the terrorist forces continued shellings overnight along the whole of the front line. They used mortars and grenade launchers. The hottest spots were in Avdiivka and Shirokina. Four Ukrainian soldiers were killed and four more were wounded in fighting in the Donbas conflict in the past day, Ukrainian TSN news network reported, citing its own sources. One of the injured is in serious but stable condition. Despite the new ceasefire agreed in late August, the militants fired grenade launchers and machine guns in the town of Marinka. In total, Ukrainian army survived 24 attacks in the past day, including one 20mm mortar shelling in Mariupol sector. The overall intensity of the fights increases once again. Ukrainian soldiers say their enemies rarely use forbidden heavy weapons, but constantly fire with grenades and bullets. Constant provocations and firing that does not stop. This is how the ceasefire looks in Donbass. Just overnight, there were more than 40 shellings of Ukrainian army positions, half of them not far from Mariupol. There, Russian-backed forces used forbidden by Minsk agreements weapons, grenade launchers and mortars 122mm caliber. Ukrainian positions are constantly being shelled. From time to time, militants try to provoke the army by hanging Russian flags at some points along the front line. New evidence has been found in the case of the murdered Ukrainian journalist Pavlo Sherman. His car was blown up on July the 20th while he was driving it. Now the forensic investigators are studying a building close to the crime scene. They suspect the assassin was hiding in one of the apartments there before he detonated the bomb. Now the investigation has several versions of why Sheremet was murdered. The two most probable are his professional activity and being a Russian trace. Elmi Umrov has been released from Simferopol Psychiatric Hospital. His lawyer Mark Fagin has already arrived in Crimea to meet the Majalis leader. 
The US, European Union and United Kingdom, together with Ukraine, have demanded for Umarov to be freed. Majalis, deputy chairman, was sent to a mental ward three weeks ago. He was forced to go through a psychiatric assessment despite his numerous health issues. Umarov has diabetes and heart disease. After claiming that Crimea is part of Ukraine, he was accused of violating Russia's territorial integrity and faces up to five years in jail. Four more Crimea Tatars were jailed today in different courts. They were accused of being members of the Hezbutaria, Muslim organization banned in Russia. Ruslan Zaitulayev faces the longest imprisonment of seven years. Three more men are sentenced to five years each. All the accused deny any wrongdoing. To show their discontent, they appeared in court with their mouths duct-taped. This is just the beginning of our fight. Umerov is now free. We have finalized our task and closed this illegal criminal case filed against him by Russian authorities for his rhetoric. I hope that altogether and by means of international political leverage, we can achieve this goal. The sea war between Ukraine and Russia is not a nightmare any longer. It's now becoming more and more a reality. Two ships came alongside one another in the Black Sea last week. Ukrainian flagship Getman Sahid Dashny and Russian guard boat Smit Livy, which trespassed into Ukrainian territorial waters. The situation became very tense. The commander of the flagship called for reinforcement with two armored boats and supported by a helicopter gunship. The vessels surrounded the enemy ship and forced it to leave Ukrainian territorial waters. And this is not the only incident last week. On Wednesday, September the 7th, Ukrainian border guard ship Naftogas inspectors, geologists and ecological patrol went to explore the drilling platforms within Ukrainian territorial waters. Nevertheless, they received a very unwelcome reception, with two military ships and a helicopter from the Russian occupational troops having to leave rather quickly. Ukraine's President Petro Poroshenko called upon the world community not to recognize the parliamentary elections in Russia because the Kremlin tries to conduct voting in annexed Crimea as well. The head of state claimed that during the meeting with ambassadors from G7 and the EU. Poroshenko also called the imposed economic sanctions sufficient for now, being prolonged until the occupied territories are returned to Ukraine. The president emphasized the issue of Ukrainian prisoners, which are illegally imprisoned by Russia, is still on the agenda and they must be freed as soon as possible. Occupational administration of Crimea threatens locals with dismissals and lowering of wages for boycotting the parliamentary elections. This is according to Crimean rights activists. Crimean Tatars already said they refused to vote on September the 18th. Earlier, Ukraine has forbidden to organize ballot stations in Russian embassies in Ukraine. Moscow planned to open them in Kiev, Odessa and Lviv. Kiev says the ban can be lifted if Russia would abstain from conducting elections in occupied Crimea. Moscow refuses to meet these demands. A famous heavy military transport airplane N-22Ante, powered by world's largest turboprop engines, retired from service eight years ago and was tucked away to airplane boneyard. Last year, Ukraine's airplane manufacturing company Antonov decided to restore it. The aircraft was not only repaired, but upgraded. And this time, it will be loaded up with 25-ton electronic equipment in Zurich, Switzerland. The cargo must be delivered to the United Arab Emirates. We receive a lot of purchasing orders for this airplane. We're processing them. The first flight doesn't mean it will directly return home. I think there will be its continuous use. The United States widened their sanctions against Russia because of its continuing aggression in Ukraine. Over 80 companies from Russia, India, Hong Kong and Crimea are all in the list for the trade ministry. Specifically, the US implies restrictions for more than 50 companies controlled by Gazprom and 11 electronics companies. These products can be used to make weapons. At the same time, Brussels adopts a decision to prolong sanctions against 146 persons and 37 enterprises involved in violating Ukraine's territorial integrity and sovereignty. The decision is made ahead of September the 15th deadline. The EU's economic sanctions that target Russia's energy, military and financial sectors are up for renewal on January the 31st. These sectoral sanctions will be discussed at Brussels' summit of EU leaders in October.
The sanctions were first introduced in March 2014 in response to Russia's illegal annexation of Crimea. Their targets include companies and individuals in Crimea, leaders of the Russian-backed separatists in eastern Ukraine, as well as Russian politicians like Deputy Prime Minister Dmitry Rogozin and Dmitry Kisilyov, a state media executive and presenter whom many regard as the Kremlin's chief propagandist. Ukrainian Paralympians continue to inspire the entire world. After four days of competitions, our athletes have 49 medals, 18 of them gold. Ukraine is now in third place overall in counting medals. Paralympic Games in Rio have already become extremely fruitful for the Ukrainian first-timers. Judoist Ina Chekniak and Irina Gusieva will take home gold and silver. Runner Igor Svetov won more gold. Several times Ukrainian athletes managed to make the podium yellow and blue by the colours of the Ukrainian flag. On another note, they have already set up five new world records. And with that, we've come to the end of this week's Ukraine News Roundup for this edition of Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. To hear more news from Ukraine today, check all of this week's editions of Nasholos at www.nasholos.com. And for their full roster of breaking stories, as well as interviews, press reviews, and in-depth analysis on Ukraine, follow Ukraine Today on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and their live blog, uatoday.tv. Famous American actress and model and Ukrainian patriot and singer Mila Jovovich and a traditional Ukrainian folk song Oi Uhayu Predunayu in the Grove by the Danube. Up next is a group from Ukraine called Jedola, and this is a group that sings equally well with or without instrumentation. Here they are now with a traditional Ukrainian folk song, Is Serum Cottage Cheese Pierogies. Kuma, 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 
Here's what's coming up this week in Vancouver's Ukrainian community. On Wednesdays, catch Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio broadcasting live from Nanaimo to north and central Vancouver Island, the Gulf Islands, the Sunshine Coast, northwest Washington State, and in the greater Vancouver listening area. Wednesdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pacific Time on CHLY Radio Malaspina, 101.7 FM on the radio dial and streaming online at chly.ca. Nasholos now airs in international syndication on the PCJ Radio Network, broadcasting weekly on AM, FM, and shortwave radio to over 20 countries. Information and podcast links on PCJ Radio at www.pcjmedia.com. If you'd like to learn Ukrainian or brush up on your language skills, then you're just in time to enroll in Ukrainian language classes for adults. The fall-winter 10-week term begins September 26th. Classes take place Mondays at 6.45 to 7.45 at St. Mary's Ukrainian Catholic Church Hall, 16th and Ash Street in Vancouver, near City Hall. Call Susan to register at 604-733-3756 or visit ukrainianclasses.com. Channel 8 Omni airs two Ukrainian-language TV shows in the Vancouver viewing area. Kontakt TV Sundays at 7 a.m., with repeats Tuesdays at 9 a.m. and Thursdays at 7 a.m. And Forum TV Sundays at 8 a.m., with repeats on Tuesdays at 10 a.m. and Thursdays at 12 noon. 
And at 6 p.m. on Saturday evenings, flip your radio dial right back here to AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver or catch the live stream at am1320.com. And join me for another hour of fun on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. In between broadcasts, make sure to follow Nasholos and me on Facebook and Twitter. And for audio archives, transcripts, podcast feeds and more, visit our website at www.nasholos.com. Winnipeg, Manitoba, that was Prairie Crocus from their CD, Back Up and Push, and that song was the Highland Shotis. Coming up next, Wally Nash and a medley of Ukrainian dance tunes. Thank you. 
Vynežáme všichni čele naše programu. Poranem prošťáte si na štěvdeň týždeň, bo vždy často domů vyskazáte do pobáčeně. Ale předtím já chci zálešit vás těkými slovami můdrosti. Nauka i praktika postavit ľudenu na dobrý fundament. And our proverb of the week translates as education and experience are a good foundation for any person. Well, that about wraps it up for another edition of Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio. To take us to the end of our program, we have the Ukrainian old-timers from Winnipeg and Who Stole the Kishka? I'm Pavlina on behalf of all of us here at Nash Holos and AM 1320. Thanks for listening and Dobranich! Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.